<laughs> we're excited, Vanders. We're excited. That music can only mean one thing. It means Australia are 1-0 up, 5-0 on the way, baby. Vanders, Brisbane oh. test. How good was it? Oh, it was very exciting. It was uh, edge of your seat. Well, not edge of your seat stuff, sorry, but it was just some really good cricket. Some interesting phases from both teams. Um, both teams had some really good. <laughs> both teams had some really good patches of play, and uh, and there was some some really good fast bowling as well. As some 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 tough batting in there as well. So I think we got exactly what we wanted as Australian fans mm-hmm. out of the first test. Um, certainly wasn't Shane Warne didn't, but uh, that's another story. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk to you about Shane Warne. There's two two commentators that have given me the shits. Yeah, Warney. I don't think anyone cares about him calling out Stark before that, just saying, don't think he should be in the team. But every fucking time, every session, he would just be like, now, Rich Stark, that did swing a bit. And a lot of people are up me for saying he's no good. That's not what I said. Just let it go, mate. <laughs> Fine. You're a commentator. People get it, but stop talking. At about some it point, he's taken like four, 500 international wickets. At some point, oh. you just got to accept it, Shane. And then with uh, Hobart Test being awarded for fifth test, very oh. exciting for, oh. uh, for us down Brilliant. here in Tassie. But he just kept going and said, oh, I wouldn't have done that. I would have picked Melbourne. Well, that's great, Warnie. That, but just don't go on about it. It's fine. It's done. Exactly. It's and all right. Then, you, you, you might be right, but shut yeah. up. Shut yeah, the fuck yeah. up. Anyway, Jeez. it was a great test to watch, Fanders. Um, I, I was able to watch it at work. Did you watch it at work as well? I was able to. I was able to watch it How at work. How much did luckily. you watch it? Uh, most balls. It soothes me, actually. I find it quite soothing mm. uh, whilst I work. Um, I did receive... Uh, a, 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 an email from IT after oh, really? the first what about day it? at work just letting me know that there seemed to be a lot of activity on my computer <laughs> for the day uh, and <laughs> and that the computer is to be used for for work use only and I said oh, well I would argue that the ashes is, is work use but anyway dear listener if that doesn't prove Harry Vanderwood's commitment not only to the cricket but also to the pod the fact that he is willing to risk his job to watch every single ball of, of that Ashes test, I think. Congratulations to you, Vanders. And shout out to the IT manager as well. Yeah, well, director. Director IT. Director. Straight to the, straight <laughs> straight to the top. To the top. <laughs> Just said, so I got a bit excited and uh, proceeded to watch on my laptop for the remaining three days. Um, I mean, sorry, on my phone. So smaller screen, but similar, similar result. Didn't miss mm. anything. Tails, we, uh, we're just going to go through the first test a little bit, talk mm. about the major stories and, and have a bit of a chat. And then... Um, a quick look towards Adelaide. Yes, yes. I imagine we'll look towards Adelaide a bit more in our in our preview pod for the second test. But if you were summing up this test in yeah, a couple of sentences, how would you sum it up? Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Impossible task. I'm yeah, sorry. Well, <laughs> uh, I think good signs for good signs for Australia, but mm-hmm. no no team dominant. I don't think it was a what you would call a traditional dominant Brisbane display from the Australians. It, it feels a bit stupid to say when you've won by nine wickets, doesn't it? And the captain Cummins has come out and taken a fiver in the first inning. We run, we've literally taken a wicket in the first ball. Somebody got a runner ball 150. But you are right. That test, I think, was a lot closer than people are, uh, are going to uh, look at it when they look at the scorecard in the future. What was it about the test that you actually think it was probably a bit closer than the score suggests. Well, I think it was just just great examples of how test cricket can change in an hour and how momentum can swing. Mm. Um, you mm. know, five days of cricket and yet an hour can can make the difference. And if England hadn't have got so far behind 
um, both in their first innings batting and made such a low title of it, as well as letting Travis Head absolutely let loose, then that game was was pretty much 50-50, um, mm. uh, which I guess is a silly thing to say because if someone dominates, you can take that out and say it would be 50-50. But the England were closer than they than they think, but sort of two terrible sort of sessions really really let them down. Um, so that that's what it was for me. I think there's still a lot of questions about the Australian team. Mm. Maybe not questions, it's just much as obvious weaknesses. I didn't think the questions were were answered, actually, this test, which it sounds a bit rude to say when a couple of the key questions going in was how would Pat Cummins manage? And well, he took Pfeiffer, so you could say and Pfeiffer and one by nine wickets. You think, oh, I don't think that that question was necessarily answered. And I think that was pretty evident on day three. The other couple of questions for mine, Travis Head, again, got that runner ball 150. Gee, he took some risks though. And in his defense, I think the way he attacked Leach was brilliant and really courageous. The fact that he was trying to take Leach on over the long on, some may say it's stupid, really courageous. I don't think he looked comfortable against the quicks. And the third question mark of the, uh, of the test was, uh, was going to be our openers. And with David Warner, Warner injured, maybe misses the second test, Marcus Harris didn't impress. So you're right. I don't think those questions are necessarily answered yet. I tend to just just staying on Travis Head. I tend to mm. disagree with you a little bit. Yeah. On on Travis Head, I think yes. Uh, I mean, if he got out and he looked, at, you know, first mm. twenty runs he made were very very scratchy, but against some pretty good bowling. Yeah. I think that test that innings is probably what he needs to just throw the shackles off. I think sometimes he looks a little bit nervous early, and he actually is a naturally really attacking player. And I think he just sort of. Oh, threw cursed caution to the wind, but played really naturally mm-hmm. rather than poking and prodding outside his off stump, which he's done in the past. I'm hoping that that's the sort of the innings where he realizes I don't need to stress about it. I'm just going to go play my natural game. So hopefully that sort of breaks the shackles off. So I think he actually, um, that did answer the question for me. And he's definitely solidified his spot for yes, absolutely. probably the series unless he doesn't make anything over 10. So I'm pretty happy with that. Talking about other people in the Australian team, I think we'll just keep going down that route. Um, Kerry, I thought Kerry, uh, I thought he was, Obviously failed twice with the bat. Second innings doesn't really count. No. Um, and I thought he was a calming figure. When we were in a bit of trouble, I know he got out hooking. Yeah. But I, I sent you a message at the time that he was in. I said, I'm glad it's uh, I'm yeah. glad it's Carey and not Tim yeah. Payne. I just felt more confident mm. with Alex Carey out there than I did Payne. So he didn't make any runs. But I think he's, I mean. I think it's going to be fine, isn't it? You're not getting Adam Gilbert. Yeah, everyone's confident that he's the right He's going to be fine. Uh, for yeah. the job right And now. I think he, you're right. So, he's keeping, uh, he had a couple of standout moments. To be honest, he like what he equaled the record for most number of catches mm. on debut for a wicketkeeper. Yep. They were all very regulation mm. catches. There was nothing special there. So good on him. It's a good record to uh, to have equaled, but really his te- keeping wasn't particularly tested with any catching. So, mm. um, but he certainly didn't disappoint. A fair point, man. Is now the other side that was playing the English. Uh, we'll get to where whether or not they can improve later on, but plenty of negatives for him. Where do you see the positives from their first test? Well, I think that England can walk away with two, two sort of possible attitudes from this test. They can walk away saying, we got absolutely spanked, lost by nine wickets, we're lucky to even break even. Um, complete, and it's only a Root and Milan um, partnership that really kept us from getting beaten by an innings. Yeah. Um, so they can walk away with that, or they can walk away with the attitude that, you know what, they, they batted poorly in the first innings. Um, they... Dropped a lot of chance. Let David Warner get off four or five times in Australia's first innings, um, and then, you know, bowled pretty well. In the, uh, and then, sorry, had another collapse in their in their second innings. So, mm. um, you know, I think that 
a few things changed there, and that's the beauty of Test cricket. One or two things, and the game's back on pretty even. Um, so I think they got to take that positive out of it, and it just shows that one good partnership or a couple of good sessions in a row can really put um, put Australia on the back foot. What I do think with the English and the Australians at the world to a certain degree, yeah, they they won sessions, but the sessions they lost, they lost comprehensively mm. rather than good point sticking in for the fight. And, and and you know sometimes Test cricket's going to be boring and saying these two batsmen are on top. So we're just going to have to uh, just to grind out here a little bit, or, or the, the bowling's tough. So we, you know, we're going to lose two or three this hour or this 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 session, but no more than that. And they seem to be losing sessions comprehensively, yeah. and that's that's an issue for them at the moment because that's how you lose games of cricket. And it's pretty hard to win a game in a session, but you can certainly lose it. If we if we look at those sessions, so for example, the first session, second hour actually they were okay. I thought Pope and and Hamid uh, stuck in a little bit, but that very first that very first hour obviously probably decided the test really the fact that they had to start so far behind the second session oh sorry the last session day two for me was the one that was really decisive well i mean they had bowlers injured um stokes was obviously not really bowling and when he did he wasn't um doing that job leach was hit out of the attack beautifully by the australian so he couldn't put in many overs so there's a lot of uh, a lot of pressure on young quicks for england robinson Mm. um i like robinson I liked him as well. Yeah, but he was cooked. He was very yeah. tired. Hot day, first time playing in uh, in at the Gabba. Very yeah. hot conditions with not a lot of rest, which was masterfully done by the Australians. So uh, they, yeah, they just they just got tired. They were exhausted mm. at the end of that day's cricket, which shows you know how many runs Australia could have put on had they not lost that big clump before Travis Head and um and Cummins. So, do you see a role going forward for Leach in this series? I tend to think he'll play again. But you're right, the, that, that was so well done by the Australians, taking him out of the attack, meaning that Robinson had to come and do more overs. Wood had to bowl more overs, which you've got... Is there a stat that he's, he's never bowled more than 20, 20 overs in a test or something like that, Vanders? Yeah, in the, in, in the uh, first innings, England's bowling innings, the, uh, it's only the second time he's bowled over mm. 20 overs in a game. So, yep. you know, he's, he's sort of a, a short, sharp, sort of Starkey-type bowler rather than having to do a lot of the, uh, the, the grunt work. So... You know, his body is, is, you know, he bowls quick. He's playing really well. Um, yeah. So that was, a, that was a good display. So I think he will, you know, regroup Rodan Anderson back in. But, um, you know, there's always so much noise about the Ashes and Roots now. The captains to blame. The selections were bad already. So they just got to kind of ignore that noise and, and say that they did, you know, they, they actually performed not too badly except for some horrific sessions. So that's what their attitude has to be going forward. Now, Vanders, last week we identified three key battles uh, for the test. All of which were on Fox Sports key battles as well, which <laughs> I, I find we it might have a leak. That Ricky Ponting as well was rolling out our gear about uh, about Stokes versus Lyon, which I thought was uh, mm. was very interesting. But just quickly looking back at the Warner versus Broad didn't come to anything, obviously. And uh, I'd say Warner probably Warner probably just, won that one. Just although it, it might not even happen in this entire series, who knows? Cummins v. Root, how did you end up seeing this battle playing out? Uh, well, come, I mean, Root got out yes, Cummins yes. So in the first week. So from that sense, Root, but I think realistically, I mean, Cummins, it's, it, the, the captaincy battle was, was the one that took mm. place. And I mean, Cummins won the game by nine wickets. So it's hard to say that he didn't win that. Yeah. We, did see, we did see on day three there, Vanders, to your point about the captaincy, that uh, weakness that's come up a couple of times with the Australian team. Their inability to bowl teams out when they are a long way in front. They just sort of 
are very disciplined, just keep bowling and wait for something to happen. Do you think it's going to come back to bite us that we can't seem to make things happen when we really need to? Because essentially our go-to is to give the ball to Cummins and hopefully he can dig deep and pull something out for us. That's been our go-to for a couple of years. Well, to me, it looked like, I mean, we have had issues bowling people out with a, with a, an old mm. ball. Um, and to me, you know, you wouldn't put all your hope on this young man, but Cameron Green uh, started to look like he reversed it a little bit, hit the wicket really hard and just nibbled mm. it around. And he looked like a, you know, we even actually kept the, kept the old ball for a few hours with him and Lyon bowling really well together. So I think that is something they're going to hope um, for the future um, to, to keep working on. But yeah, you know, it's Nathan Lyon, a lot of hype around Nathan mm. Lyon or, you know, bowling badly, bowling well, but I just feel like he bowls the same the whole time <laughs> and sometimes gets wicked and sometimes doesn't, you know, like you just, and then we, you know, the, the public and everyone else rides mm. him and up and down, he's the best or he's struggling to drop him, but I feel like he just bowls exactly the same and um, sometimes takes wickets and sometimes doesn't. He spends an extraordinarily little amount of time bowling outside off stump, doesn't he? Yeah, he bowls straight. Like he, he rarely gets hit through the offside. And maybe, maybe that's just because it's hard, like you can shape your field. I thought it was very interesting, actually, just quickly, how England built their field for Steve Smith, how wide the mid-on was and the, the forward square, but that's another story. I don't know. I kind of felt like if you, with that amount of bounce, like why would you not spend more time bowling outside off stump and getting the ball coming back? And we saw the result with that uh, Pope dismissal, for example. It wasn't a great shot, admittedly, but... I just found it found it interesting how very literally spends trying to trying to uh, toss the ball up and, and being driven against the spin or cut against the spin. Yeah, interesting comment actually by uh, by Mark War was that Lyon likes to bowl to fields uh, and styles that he's comfortable with, mm. not necessarily what the batsman is uncomfortable with. Yeah, um, which I thought was a really really interesting mm. comment because he does sort of likes to be in his own world. And you feel like Lyon, even though he's now at 400 wickets, he does still sort of lack confidence and probably belief in his yeah. own ability uh, at times. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I think he's got, I mean, that's good for him to get away a little bit there. And, and the team look like they're all very, very happy with, you know, his performance, um, Green getting, finally getting a wicket, Trav Head. There's a lot of love what looked like amongst mm. the, uh, amongst the Australian team, which we always enjoy. All right, Van, is in that case, let's sum it up very quickly just with our key takeaways then for the people that don't have the attention span. This will be the one that's aggregated, put on the Fox Sports articles. Noted cricket critic Harry Vanderwood says, what are your two key takeaways from this test? Uh, well, key takeaways, already touched on a little bit, but I think that test match, even though Green got golden duck with the bat, I think getting um, getting three test wickets, including Root and actually you know, generally bowling well with, with shape is, uh, is going to give him the world of confidence. Uh, with his place in the team. And I think we will see the runs start to flow and the confidence from him. Um, so I think that's a, that's a huge win for Australia, getting him three wickets and, and, and bowling well. So um, I think that is, he's, you know, just going to be more and more prolific player throughout the series. Um, and my other takeaway, which we already again chatted about, but I think, you know, yeah. there's two ways England can look at it. And in one way, they got absolutely smashed. In another, they were just a couple of poor sessions behind the game. And Australia certainly aren't, um, you know, aren't unbeatable like you know that 06 team there's nowhere near that so that's my two takeaways tales what about you uh look much the same thing i think this test was a lot closer than people thought it was just a matter that england didn't take their chances uh particularly with the ball and if they'd rolled australia for 250 or something like that instead of 400 totally different uh, kettle of fish this game and that i don't think the questions about the australian team 
we'll put to boy, put to bed just yet for mine. I know you disagree with me about Travis Head. I'm still not entirely convinced. As, as brave, you know, as impressive as it was that I thought he was so brave, but I think those question marks still remain there. It's just a matter of whether or not England can uh, can price them open. Tales, all of our podcasts are brought to you, of course, by our valued sponsor, Raincoat. That's Raincoat with a K, raincoat.com.au, where you can get some fabulous raincoats and coveralls, overalls for the kids. I never know what the difference mm-hmm. between coveralls and overalls is, but I think it's overalls for the kids. Lots of different colors and, and flavors and styles and everything like that to, uh, to keep your kids dry and warm in, uh, in what looks like to be a pretty wet summer, though the Gabba was pretty, pretty light on rain tails. You wouldn't have needed one there, but you can never be too careful. You wouldn't have needed one, Vanders, but you can't be too careful in a La Nina summer. Mm. And especially, and I don't want to put the mockers on anything, but especially if uh, there is a day-night test, test yeah, in a Hobart. Oh, yeah, it's I think a raincoat. Rain, K-O-A-T. But just talking quickly on that, a raincoat, I think Cricket Australia have done a sneaky. England will be happy Ooh. with that last test in Hobart. But Australia, Cricket Australia know it's going to be too wet and there's not going to be a test. So they're just yeah. fully, they've just done that to keep the English happy. But, well, uh, maybe maybe are, the English will have to uh, chip in and uh, have a look at Raincoat as well, Vanders. Well, assuming that the English team is listening and the Australian team or anyone else, of course, if you, uh, if you use the, uh, the what, password, the code on the outside, all in capitals on the Raincoat website, you can get 25% off the full range of Raincoat items. So go to raincoatwithak.com.au for all your wet weather needs for your kids. up mm. so we'll talk about Adelaide more with our uh, with our pre pre Adelaide test um, pod but just some some brief I guess news from this one looking forward looks like Hazelwood might have a slight side mm. strain or some bruising yep. the ribs so he's going to be um, they're obviously going to do some tests on him but you think who... I think it's Neza mm. I think it's Neza with the pink ball I think they'll give him the best possible chance of playing and plus, he, he can bat as well. So you're probably bat eight. Yeah. Which, if you've got Stark coming in at 10, even though Cummins should be below Stark, but that's another thing for another day. Cummins should definitely be below Stark. But if you've got Neeser coming in at eight, yeah. I think that gives them a lot of depth, which is important in a pink ball test. Do you think it'll be Richardson or Neeser if there uh, is a replacement to be made? Well, I think, I think Richardson first in line, but I think they'll go like for like. I think Richardson first in line because of the Stark question. And so I think yep. they'll go like for like, which is more likely a Neeser for Hazelwood. Mm. Um, is my my opinion. Um, openers, Davey Warner, um, if he isn't fit, I mean, we have to assume Harris is getting another go because you can't, there's mm-hmm. no point picking an opener if you're going to drop him after one test. Yeah. Um, so, but a Warner, if Warner's out, who are we looking at? Do you think? Jeez, well, who are we talking opinion? about? You don't have to tell me. Well, we can decide next test. Who are we talking about? That is a great question. Uh, Harris and I love that stat that I think you might have raised. I'm not sure that it was apparently is the worst is the worst opener Australia's ever had statistically before the second innings. Yes, before that oh, not out. Has that, that nine not, not out? out just yeah. got him it right actually has. the line. Yeah, <laughs> um, which I, I think is just entirely where he's at. I don't think he can cut it at test level. And once we actually do have some legitimate replacements, he'll be gone. Um, who's coming in though? Really interesting to see where Uzi was batting in that practice game, the Aussie practice game versus the Lions. So he was batting five. So I think they've really said to him, look, mate, if you're going to get in, 
it's probably going to be in the middle order. So I don't know, I don't know if they're really going to, if that's going to preclude him from bat, uh, from being picked as an opener in Adelaide. I think he can still do the job. I think he'd be very good at it as an opener in Adelaide. And I'm, I think he's probably most likely to get the chance. Very interesting though, that uh, Matt Renshaw, who bats five for Queensland, but a lot of people don't realise that he bats down the order for Queensland, batted three in this practice match, which I thought was very, quite, uh, quite notable that he'd gone up to three. So I, I think he might be half a chance. I also put Maddinson in that mix as well, simply because I think he's one of those players that Cricket Australia kind of likes. I don't think he's necessarily um, a great opener. I don't, I don't think he'd be particularly good at it. But if you're talking about someone like Warner who... Um, you know, is very attacking, can take the game away from you in session. Maddinson's closer in that mould mm. than I think uh, Kawaja would be. So either way, there's no good replacement there really, is there? Uh, I can't see. No. Jewel? Uh, uh, Caleb yeah. any chance? No, he's no good. Uh, <laughs> good friend of the show, Caleb Jewel. Yeah. Well batted last Shout night out. in the Hurricanes game, but yeah, I digress. Yeah. Um, I reckon they'll go with uh, they'll go with Kawaja if they have to at the top of the order. Um but, I mean, there's no doubt that Australia's opening pair, whoever it is, has a weakness. Warner did not look um, that solid for a, for a 93. He didn't look that good, but he got a 90. And it would have I been mean, his he, he slowest century by yeah, mile. Four times well. or something. So, anyway, that yeah. is interesting. England will be certainly targeting and then trying to get Labashane and Smith in as soon as possible. Mm. Smith also has looked like he's, uh, you know, just not struggling with form, but finding, finding his feet. It's so harsh on Steve Smith now, isn't it? That he doesn't... Essentially, I, I don't think he's ever going to be like top level mega Steve Smith ever again. So harsh. But but he could like still average like mid fifties. And I'm like, well, he's not <laughs> no as, good. he's not consistently amazingly brilliant as he was for that that whatever it is, that four years where he was averaging 70. And it feels like, oh, he's not as good anymore. It's like it's so harsh. He'll prove you wrong. I think that's probably the reality. He'll prove you wrong. Um Tails, just quickly on England, we're assuming mm. Jack Leach is going to be dropped, uh, especially yes. for the day night test and he's not probably anyway. Um we might see him later in the series. Probably depends how the quicks go in this day night test and how Roots bowling sort yep. of holds up. Um, so who is your who do you who are you tipping? Uh, Broad and Anderson probably both after the criticism back in. I think Broad and Anderson both come in. I think if if you really if you really were picking it seriously, I think they would look at they consider dropping Wokes. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, and this is something that actually hasn't come up a lot, like England have always been very very good. Seven, eight, nine, ten. They've always had quite a lot of depth in their batting there, and I thought it was really interesting watching. Not in Australia, they haven't. Well, but I thought it was really interesting watching that um, works come in at eight, still very good. But would uh, would Leach and Robinson. the other but Robinson that I'm forgetting were kind of a bit nine, ten, Jack. They were just mm. they weren't. You were never worried they were going to score a thirty odd and and stick around for a couple of hours. Which has been the story of England and Australia over the last what three or four series just because of the Which pace is why and bounce. I think Works will hold his spot and I think they'll end up dropping Wood, even though I didn't think he was that bad. I thought he was I thought he bowled okay in Brisbane, but I think they will drop him uh, for this test. Do you are you the same? Yeah, I think that's probably the uh, the way forward. But no doubt they'll get criticized uh, in the media for whatever they do. Mm. English very very quick to turn on their own. We tried to get through that as quick as we could without uh, without rambling and going on tangents. We didn't do that well, but uh, that's sort of that's what the people want. A great and exciting first test, and uh, I think it's going to be a, a quite a, a battling series. I think England are definitely in with a good chance. 